I'm Jasmine Moradi, and you're listening to the Queens of Tech podcast, a podcast series about workplace role models, where I get the opportunity to ask 60 plus questions to female influencers about their journey into STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. My vision with this podcast is to raise the workplace ecosystem for women in tech. My mission is to bridge the gap between schools and workplaces by highlighting female role models in STEM to encourage more young girls and women to unleash their full potential in these fields to reach top leadership roles. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, tech queen Claudia Rodamaker, co-founder, VP and CMO of the Swedish edtech company Duga. Hey Claudia. Hey. Jag är mycket glad to have you joining us from Stockholm, Sweden today. Hur mår du? I'm doing just great. Thank you, Jasmine. Now, let us dive into your journey into STEM. Hope you're ready for the Queens of Tech 60 plus questions. Let's warm up with a few fun facts about you. How would you describe your personality in three hashtags? I would say energetic, curious and innovative. How would you describe your life in three sentences? Bully tomboy from the Netherlands, who became a top model in Asia, became international entrepreneur of several startups before getting a PhD, passionate about driving quality and equality in education. What kind of music stimulates and motivates you the most? Music that sparks my spirit and joy. So anything from Queen, Jimi Hendrix, Madonna and Harry Styles. What's your personal motto? In the end, it's not the years in your life that counts, it's the life in your years. What is your favorite book? Then I would say The Power of Now, because it doesn't really matter how many times I've read it. It has always a different meaning in different stages of my life. What is your favorite podcast? Well, now it's this one because of its mission. And I really like the swiftness and format. Uh, You know, I don't really have much time, but this is a great format. So it keeps it interesting. Mac or PC? PC. Say something interesting about you that most people don't know. I've been an actress in a big screen action movie and killed the monster villain. What is your hidden talent? I can speak backwards because it's fun. If you were going to write a book about your life, what would the title be? Dream big and make it happen. Great start. Now, let us dig deeper. Our childhood has an effect on our adulthood. Our early experiences shape our belief about ourselves, others and the world. Now, I want to discover your childhood. Where did you grow up? Harlem, the Netherlands. What was your dream job as a child? I couldn't really choose between being a, becoming a computer programmer or an inventor of toys. What was your favorite subject in school? Gymnastics or physical education. And what was your least favorite subject? History. What is your earliest memory of technology and the arrival of the internet? I would say the early bulky computers from the 80s and the uh, facsimile machine. Which were the three first technology gadgets you owned? The early home computer, the Commodore 64, from 82, I believe. Then the uh, mobile phones, Nokia, Ericsson devices. And also in the 90s, these cool Palm Pilot devices. Who was your female role model growing up and why? Nadia Comaneci, the gymnastic champion, because I was really doing uh, gymnastics when I was little, and she won all-time gold. How do you think where you grew up and the school you went to and the generation you come from influence your education and career choice? 
Well, I wasn't so lucky with my first grade teacher. This teacher bullied me since I had problems writing, for example, an F or a four. I did it the other way around. And so my teacher would uh, bully me in front of the entire class. But what this teacher probably didn't realize was that she legitimized bullying to my classmates. And so they did. I was beaten up every day from and to school. And I learned how to make myself invisible inside and outside of the classroom. And so I felt stupid and ugly. And this has created a certain drive. So I realized only recently that for the longest time in my life, I had this drive to push myself to prove that I was not stupid and ugly. So for example, I became a fashion model. I became an entrepreneur and later I studied and got my PhD. So I wanted to be the best teacher in the world. And I think that because of the bullying in my early childhood in school, when I grew up, there has always been this drive to make a difference in the world of education. So equal assessment of learning has always been something in the back of my head. And uh, no one's grade should be based on one's gender, skin color, etc. I found out that this is possible when combining modern technology and pedagogy by having these carefully selected functionalities and digital tools to help teachers and students anywhere in the world. Today, I'm driving this mission and vision with Lega, which is used by schools and universities worldwide. And that feels pretty awesome, I have to say. Impressive. Ah, I'm getting goosebumps when you're talking. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I'm going to read two quotes. First one, how does the universe expect me to choose a career path at 16? I can't even choose what I want for dinner. Second one, Abraham Lincoln said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So, I want to know the choices behind your career path. What did you study at university? So yeah, I have a bachelor in fine arts with a major in design. Uh, I wanted to be this fashion designer, and so I did. Thereafter, um, I've also has, have a Master of Science in Business Administration with a major in Marketing. I was always interested in entrepreneurship and especially new product development, like market-driven product development. And then later in life, I have a PhD in Business Administration. You know, I'm very curious, so this research, being a researcher was like, like a dream job. Uh, and on top of that, being a teacher, right? Curious about the human behavior on the market and transformation of usage of products in line with new technologies. Who and what influenced you to get into your chosen field? And my own personal experiences as a child in first grade and the bullying in class. What professional roles have you had before that led you to the current one? Fashion designer, movie actress, fashion model, head of sales, entrepreneur, assistant professor, teacher and entrepreneur. I always sum it up as I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> you co-founded Duga. So what does Duga do and what is your title? Duga is an all-in-one assessment platform for all types of exams, tests, quizzes and assignments and it's research-based and used by schools and universities worldwide. I'm the co-founder, VP and CMO. How did you start the company and what are your main responsibilities? Duga started as a research project and quickly became a product that is being used worldwide by schools and universities. As the co-founder um, and CMO, I'm responsible for Duga's brand and all touch points of the user or customer. So a lot with brand and marketing strategies, business models and product development. What does a typical workday look like for you? <laughs> well, each day is a surprise, I always say. Uh, it's basically early mornings, late evenings. I'm uh, getting better actually in uh, self-care in the early morning. 
I love the quote, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. So what do you love about your role? To be able to build and expand something that teachers, students and parents appreciate worldwide and to contribute to quality and equality in knowledge assessment and also to take away all the drama and unnecessary stress with tests and exams um, and to bring back the focus on learning. That is what drives me and what I love about my job. What is the best experience you've had in your role so far? Well, when we became Microsoft Global Partner of the Year in Education in 2020, that was a fantastic milestone for the entire team, especially during challenging times where we were all working remote and we grew so much. And during those challenging times, um, our team succeeded and they got expanded from users in two to over 130 countries in the world. And I'm still so proud of our team and the spirit of each team member that and, and the learnings that we got from that. So it has enriched us tremendously, I would say. So talking about the challenges, what is the biggest challenge you've encountered so far and how did you tackle it? Being an ad tech, it is a much male-dominated industry. For example, investors, they tend to invest nine out of 10 times in ad tech companies that are led by male founders. And these are facts, sad but true. How do we tackle this? Well, you have to work harder and prove yourself uh, over and over again. Once again, it's a hard truth, but cannot give up. What do you wish everybody understood about your role? There's so much work behind everything in a tech startup. The little things, the big things, but just the tremendous work behind everything. Things look also uh, a lot more glamorous <laughs> than it seems. But because you love what you do, it doesn't, as you said before, it doesn't really feel like work. What is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to disprove? That tech transformation in fields like education, that it is easy to use and can save a lot of time and can contribute to an improved quality and a more equality in assessment. So change is not always complicated. And with DIGA, we try to do that and we are on our way, uh, proving it to the world. What do you love about working in the tech industry? When combining modern technology with pedagogical expertise, you can do magic. Quoted, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. What have by far been your biggest achievements in your career? Well, when it comes to Diga, when we won the Microsoft Global Partner of the Year Award in 2020 in education, that was really something amazing. And uh, that we have grown so fast from two to over 130 countries in the world within a year. What's the biggest factor that has helped you become successful? Any success habits? Every day is a day with new opportunities and it's just for us to seize them. How do you measure your own performance at work? Well, we have clear KPIs and stand-ups, but also at the end of the day, it's how you feel about your own input. And I think I'm getting better in that. I think daily journaling, it's uh, something that I enjoy, but I am working on it and uh, I can highly recommend it, but I have to remind myself about that, that it is so important with daily journaling. What is your biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it? I should have invested earlier on in more me time and self-care. I'm getting better in it, as I said, but I am still learning. And luckily I have an um, 
close friends that and, and we were reminding uh, each other about that so self-care and me time for balance in life what is inspiring and motivating you the most in your role and career right now going forward i think the younger generation in my team and their aspirational goals and criteria of organizations is something that i learn about and i'm always interested in the younger generation in my opinion they seem to be different than those in my generation and i'm learning every day from them let us now jump into the influence and mentorship and role models. Role models can consciously or subconsciously be a powerful force in our lives. In addition, mentors can guide us through our career journey and open up the world of possibilities. Do you have a mentor today? No, unfortunately not. I would love to have one, but haven't found one or she hasn't found me yet. Who is the female role model you look up to in your field? Actually, I'm still looking for one to inspire me. Interesting, because history shows that it has been more common for men having mentors and role models in business than women. How important do you think it is to have a role model or mentor during one's career? I wish I had one, but I see so much value. The value of learnings. You don't need to specifically be in the same area or line of business or not even have the same role or come from the same culture, but a person that can share of challenges and how this person has tackled this. I think that is um, great learning, like a mindset to inspire other leaders. Let's move on to leadership. Shirley Samber, CEO of Facebook quoted, leadership's about making others as a result of your presence and making sure that the impact lasts in your absence. What does leadership mean to you? For me, mostly a leader should inspire the team towards a common goal and learn together along the way. What do you consider a good versus a bad leader? A good leader, you know, after uh, experiences working for organizations, uh, I think a good leader is empowering team members to grow and to encourage and help your team members to grow and be happy also about their roles, know about their ambitions and dreams. Bad leaders, are those who are in love with their titles and are misusing their position of power in the company, refusing to see inequality, not embracing diversity uh, or ensuring inclusion. And usually, in my opinion, bad leadership is when they usually stick to what has been done for decades and are afraid for change, any change. Who is your favorite female tech leader? I would say Lakisha Gunther. She's vice president and general manager of IoT at Microsoft Corporation. And I admire her for her competence to drive opportunities and accelerating revenue growth for IoT markets. I think she's cool and amazing. What I do love about her as well, or especially, is that she's also active and advocates for teen and young adult education through several nonprofit organizations. How would you describe yourself as a leader? I embrace an open mind, being open-minded, open communication, transparent, and also want to learn. Remember my curiosity. I do want to learn every day from team members. Listening to needs and but also most important is to implement change. Listening is worth nothing when you don't implement the change that is needed. I also would say that I'm not afraid to break norms. Uh, or to break settled habits in order to make the world better uh, with both small and big things uh, in your own organization to start with. And as a leader, what values are most important to you? I would say inclusion, equality and team play, embracing different perspectives, 
What leadership lessons have you learned, bad and good, that have formed you into the leader you are today? I've been working for several different organizations and what I've learned when we start with bad leadership, I would say that insecure leaders uh, with an impersonal leadership style, I think those can have a very negative effect on the well-being of team members. Leaders that always have to be right, right? For the sake of being right. Because that is actually not necessary. And leadership, you know, good leadership should be more human in that sense. And so, you know, bad leaders, for example, not lifting or empowering team members. That is what creates unhealthy organizational cultures. And once again, not good for the well-being of people. So good leadership, I would say, important factors or learnings, I would say, dare to be more human, to use your position, your important position in the company, to listen more, to admit mistakes and allow for clear communication. I've learned to use my analytical skills with the right balance of intuition. I always call it just human leadership. What are your three strengths and three weaknesses? Weaknesses. Uh, I tend to be a workaholic, I talk fast, and I tend to be impatient. Strengths, I would say, I'm a problem solver, I'm innovative, I can see quickly the big picture. Uh, and once again, you know, the balance between analytical skills and intuition I think is crucial in startups because you really have to be flexible and not be afraid to pivot. Let us now jump into the hottest topic in business today workplace culture unlocking the power of diversity equality and inclusion what do diversity equality inclusion mean to you personally means that no one needs to put others down in order to make themselves shine it means simply that each individual should have equal opportunities in this world school uh, work anywhere and that's why uh, my co-founder and i we built Diga based on the belief that no one's grade should be based on one's gender, last name, skin color, or in-class behavior. And also that no one with a special need should have less opportunities to learn and grow. And we make this possible with, with Diga, the assessment platform. What do you consider being three to five signs of good company culture? Transparency and open-mindedness, open to learning, a company where there's true team play where team members dare to take initiative, speak their mind and are not afraid to make mistakes, but learnings only. As a woman, what has been the most significant barrier in your career and how have you overcome these challenges? The simple fact that I'm a woman, a colored woman. Uh, many tend to make initial judgments about me before I even open my mouth, sad but true. I've learned to speak up and take more space I have learned that if I don't speak up, that no one is going to do it for me. I've become a bit tougher, not because I want to, but because I need to. Why do you think it's important for more women to join the tech industry, especially as leaders? Well, in EdTech, for example, investments are made nine out of 10 in companies with male founders. While they are serving a market with the majority of end users, being women. So if you think about it, it doesn't really make sense, right? So the fact is still, unfortunately, and looking at these facts and numbers that male founders are being judged still by their future potential and females by their past accomplishments or experiences. And this is sad. I mean, still in 2022, uh, moreover, the ratio of men to women, women tech is astonishing, right? Only 21% are female leaders in tech as an overall, and only 14% are female leaders in software engineering. 
So we urgently need more females in C-suite level in tech. Do you and how do you speak with your female and male colleagues about diversity, equality, inclusion challenges, especially salary gaps? I do. <laughs> so for example, talking to fellow leaders in tech is really refreshing for me. You know, we recognize similar challenges that we're facing and being leaders of tech companies, of course, you want to make a difference in your, your companies when it comes to diversity, equality and inclusion. And I have to say, I just recently have joined a group and it is once again so refreshing and, and, and you can learn so much of each other and you feel less alone. There are many public and internal discussions about the barriers women face from reaching higher position in the tech industry. How do you feel it has affected and is affecting you? And what is your advice on how to best unblock these roadblocks? Past barriers that I have faced made me take uh, steps back since it made me not believe in myself as much as I actually should have. So now I have learned to trust my talents and to believe more in myself. Uh, but it took some time. And I think that it would have been nicer with a mentor. Sometimes all you need is a reminder of a mentor who has your back. As the tech industry finds it hard to attract and retain women, what is your best advice on strategies for how companies can work to build a stronger corporate culture that engages gender diversity? I would say to listen more to the talented women in your team, because you'll be surprised about the brilliant ideas and talents that can contribute to your companies from different perspectives. I would say to let the women in your team take more leading roles. You'll be surprised how much more energy, innovation and team spirit this can spark in your entire team. And something that is actually unnecessary to say, but so important. Equal pay for the same roles. Salary levels should not be based on who can negotiate better and leaders should take responsibility for equal pay. What would you say are the few challenges and possibilities of implementing diversity, equality, inclusion culture in a workplace today? I would say misinterpretations of the meaning of the concepts of diversity, equality and inclusion. Um, the lack of males who are fighting the challenges and possibilities of implementing these important concepts. So there are too few leaders that are owning it and especially too few male leaders that are involved. Why and how do you think companies would benefit from having workplace gender diversity, especially better gender representation at sea level? I always believe in diversity of perspectives as a sound base for making decisions. Uh, so better gender representation at the top is to me nothing more than common sense, right? However, most people seem to be afraid to take a stance and are not keen in digging into this deeper. How much do you think the industry has changed regarding diversity, equality, inclusion since you joined? Way too little and too slow. Looking back on your career, what one thing would you have changed in your working environment to break the bias? To speak about these matters earlier in my life and career and not to be afraid or feel intimidated. Looking forward, what will you do as a leader to improve the bias for the next generation of women in tech? To always stand up when I see injustice or incorrect behavior that harms other individuals, whether it is in the boardroom or in my team or outside of it. Let us move on to another hot topic in business today, which is workplace life balance and mental health. You have, without a doubt, a busy lifestyle. How do you take care of yourself to maintain a good mental health? 
This is such a great topic. Um, I have wonderful friends, you know, who keep me sane and sometimes force me to chill and relax. I love them. Uh, good mental health is all about creating balance. And um, as I said before, I'm getting better with self-care, I have to say, but I still have a long way to go. Working with something you love and are passionate about is also it's giving a lot of energy to yourself. And so work doesn't always feel like work. And before you know it, then I'm working late hours again and again and to keep saying, well, I like to play tennis, I dance salsa. I don't say I'm good at it, but I love it. <laughs> Have you ever experienced burnout? No. What motivates you every day to get out of bed? The passion behind Dinga. We want to make a difference in education and we believe strongly in what we do. We want to help schools with the best possibilities for their students to learn, to help teachers be the best they can be for any students. We love the journey and celebrate milestones, big and small. What is your advice on how companies can create a more mental healthy workplace? I believe that um, a company's values are very crucial, but what's most important is to keep these values alive and to see to it that these values are, are also implemented in the day-to-day -day activities and decision-making of a company. Otherwise, these corporate values are worthless. Another thing is to listen to your team members, uh, especially members belonging to different generations, cultures and backgrounds. And you will be amazed how much we can learn from each other and enrich ourselves and the company. Not to be afraid to take a stance on important matters such as equality, diversity and inclusion, but also implement this, both big and small things. And I think once again here, you'll be amazed what wonders it could do to your team spirit. Inclusiveness is um, really important because we're all equally important. Now, let us wrap up with a few words of wisdom and piece of advice for our listeners. What is the best piece of advice you've been given that has helped you during setbacks in your role and career? I'm very fortunate to, be, uh, to have people in my network who are appreciating like, my capability to pivot when necessary and be creative or innovative in terms of changing business models or, or, or changing the approach in business. And by telling me that or reminding me that what they believe my talent is, I get reminded of this. And so during setbacks or challenging time, times, I am reminded that I have that, the capability to tackle even this one. So once again, yes, I'm thankful for the people in my network, including investors who are believing in me and what I'm capable of and why wouldn't then I too believe in myself, right? So that is usually what I'm trying to tell myself. And I guess that's the best piece of indirect advice. Is there something you wish you would have known or a skill you wish you had when starting out in the tech industry? Some coding knowledge or skills uh, to understand how long things take to develop, such as new features for product development. That would have been really cool. If you had the ability to go back in time when you were just at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? Don't limit yourself. You are more competent than you think of yourself. And mostly, don't allow others to make you feel less incompetent. So believe more in yourself. What advice would you give to young girls and women trying to break into STEM fields today? Dare to dream big and make it happen. Don't limit your dreams and reach out. Very important. Last but not least, what is next for you in your role and career in tech? What are your career aspirations? Honestly, Jasmine, I'm so happy to be where I am today. My future uh, is actually today. <laughs> 
Um, I'm so excited to be in this journey. Things are going so fast and uh, I'm enjoying the ride and I just can't hardly wait where this is going. So let's have this conversation not too long from now and I can tell you. <laughs> Claudia, thank you so much for being a guest on the Queens of Tech podcast. Sharing your journey will without a doubt inspire change and reshape company culture for the new generation of women in tech. Thanks for having me, Jasmine. Thank you for listening. If you have worked in the tech industry a minimum of three years and would like to share your journey, please nominate yourself or somebody you know to i at jasminemoradi.com. For more podcast episodes and to learn more about the Queens of Tech initiative and to support us, visit queensof.tech.